a three-time author and radio host since February 2018, helping people share their but God moment and helping people see and be the blossoms in life. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms My Life Radio Ministry and listeners like you. Now here's Ramona. Thank you for tuning in to Blossoms of My Life Radio today. I can't even believe we're in January 2024, audience. Thank you so much for your support. I am excited to be able to introduce to you a first-time author, and I'm sure there's more. She has a book titled Chasing Time, A Journey Through Grief, and it's powerful. I've read a couple of her poetry um, entries, and it's just amazing. So Lena Morocco Palascas, she is she was born um, in California, but grew up in Texas and Hawaii and attended college in Indiana. Um, she's a poet, playwright, performer, and a teacher whose work has been performed throughout the U.S., including New York City and Hawaii. She's a graduate of the University of Evansville and has served as a public school te theater educator in Texas for more than 20 years. Palascas is a proud military wife and a mother of three spirited children. Lena, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm happy to be on the show with you, Ramona. Well, I'm excited. You know, we got to share a little bit before... We came on the air and, you know, it's just so fun and exciting, but yet also a lot of things that we have to learn when you publish your first book. But to actually be able to hold something that you work so hard and you're like, it's really a book. I mean, it's just exciting for you, I'm sure. Yes, it's amazing and um, crazy. And <laughs> it's like, you can't believe it's here, right. but also... Um, there's still work to do, you know? Oh, yes. There's still more and more work. And there will be, you know, the marketing and everything else that has to go with your book to get it out there. And that's why I'm really, you know, grateful that the Lord has provided Blossoms of My Life radio ministry in order to be able to highlight people that have works to share. You know, Lena, just for those that might be tuning in today and that they don't know who you are, could you maybe give us a little background about you, maybe just who you are and, and, and how Lena started to write and, and what God has been in your life? Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, my bio, you know, said that I was born in California and lived in Texas. When I was in the seventh grade, my dad moved us all to Hawaii and my uncle had a large church there. It's still there today. It's King's uh, Cathedral and chapels. And they wanted to have a Christian school that had more opportunities for students. And my dad was an educator in Texas. And so he was brought on for one year. We were supposed to live in Hawaii and my parents stayed 18 years wow. in Hawaii. So God really changed the course of our whole life in that process and really changed my life. That's, I was all, I, I had become a Christian when I was really little. Um, and then when I was in seventh grade, God just really got a hold of me and I really started seeking him for his will. And I've always loved creating. I've always loved writing. 
And I kind of lost my way with writing a little bit, kind of got discouraged when I was in college thinking, well, I'm not as good as these other friends. And so I kind of stopped writing, but I still continue to create in theater. And that's um, my big passion is theater. I really believe in the power of telling stories. And I think theater is a wonderful way to do it. So that's kind of was my experience with writing was I was writing plays for my students and um, just kind of exploring writing in that avenue and got away from the short stories. But it's really funny because when I was a kid, I remember one of the things I wanted to be was an author. Wow. And I had kind of put that dream aside because I was pursuing theater and acting and directing and that kind of thing. But it was always there. And I think shortly after my second child was born, my husband was deployed at the time. And I just started writing to kind of journal and I would read like a passage of scripture or a devotional usually is what would prompt it. And then I would start writing and just kind of, you know, processing what the Lord was speaking to me or what I was dealing with my life, good, bad, ugly, whatever. And I started sharing my poems with a really dear friend. And she said, Lena, other people need to hear this. This is really powerful. And that was before my dad had passed. So I just kind of continued to write by myself and on my own. And um, when my dad passed away in 2017, it just kind of exploded. Like my writing, it, all I could do was write. Um, and it was like the dreams. My dad was such a dreamer. So the dreams that he had for me were birthed as he passed away. So it was really a beautiful, um, it was really beautiful for me to kind of live, have my father's dreams live through me during that season. And I didn't know I was writing a book. I just was writing poems to kind of process my own uh, grief. And so that's kind of a little bit about my journey and who I am. Wow. And so, um, 2017, what month did your father pass away? He passed away in June. Okay. And we had a service here locally in Texas, but they requested us to have a service in Maui where my dad was a principal because he had such an impact there and a lot of people wanted to honor him. Uh, my husband was deployed at that time as well. Uh, so my mom and I flew out. I have some dear friends that, that were able to help me with my kids. And my mom and I flew out to Hawaii. And on the plane ride over, I finished a poem that I had started writing while my dad was really sick in the hospital. And I showed it to my mom on the plane. And she said, you have to read this. And that's the first poem in the book. Uh, so I read, it's called Ode to My Father. Mm. And I read that poem at his service. Oh, beautiful. Dads are really important to us, especially when we have a close relationship. That's how I was when my father left. You know, he had been ill for a while, too, and we knew the time was coming. But just not having him here, you know, it was like sometimes I think about my ride to work and, you know, how 
every morning I could call him at 6.30 and, hey, Dad, how's right. it going? Just like those conversations, right? And um, I kept, like, birthday cards that he wrote to me, and I bring them out at my birthday and put them on the table. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just those things because we miss them so much because they're such a part of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you don't realize how important those little things are until you don't have them. I know. I know. I have some recordings that were kept on phone. And I was really sad because an old phone, that phone didn't work anymore. And I was so worried that I had lost everything. But my sister had some. So she sent them to me. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I have those saved <laughs> yep just conversations he would call me every birthday and talk to me about you know i remember when i went to the hospital with your mom like it was our it was our day every birthday he would remind me about oh. how i was born <laughs> and he was only one there and the nurse didn't come in time i mean it's every <laughs> every birthday you know so um yeah That's wow great. you know and and i know there's people listening that especially we're just finishing the holidays, but it's like, you know, somebody has an empty chair. Somebody yeah. has that empty place within their heart and they're struggling to fill it with the love of Christ. Cause we know that God, you know, and I, I let, you know, I was there when he accepted the Lord, which he did late in his life. And I'm so grateful that he did because I know where he's at. And, right. but it's, it's like, I know there's people listening today thinking like, I still hurt so much and grief is, is just so powerful. It's overwhelming. Yes, it is. It is overwhelming, but I do think it's important to allow yourself to grieve. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to get this message out there is I was so fortunate that when I would have a thought of my dad or a powerful emotion, I would just stop and I would write. And if I couldn't write that second, I would make a little note. And as soon as I would get home, I would tell my kids, hey, watch some TV. I'm, I'm going to go write something and I'll be back. And I would just spend about 30 minutes and I would write whatever um, I was feeling in that moment. And so that just helped me kind of to just pause and honor that, that moment of grief. And, you know, when you, when you pause to grieve, you honor the person who's gone before. It's the way that we hold them. It's the way that they continue on. Mm -hmm. um, they live in our memory and, and in the stories that we share. So I just, I really want people to just stop and take a minute to pause. And it's so hard. It's like, I think especially in this Western culture, we just rush around and mm -hmm. we try to hide and push emotions to the side because we don't have time. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's why the title is Chasing Time. Mm -hmm. I, I, it, time became a very, uh, I felt like I didn't have enough time or there wasn't enough time with my dad or yeah. um, I don't have the time or you know, I wish I had more time. And so I think just taking time to honor and grieve when those, when those feelings and emotions hit us and, and to talk about it. Oh yes. And you know, and everybody has their time, like 
some people can go through the process quicker than others, but we need Absolutely. to we need to be respectful for those that need a little bit more time. Right, and and it and you know and it depends on who it is that you lost, mm -hmm. and also, I mean, grief is not just about death and loss of a loved one. It can be a loss of a relationship. Yes. It can be. Um, good things, you know, when you change a career, yes. you, you, even if it's a positive change, it's still like a loss. It's still, you're still grieving something. I remember even when I got married, I was so happy. And, um, but I, I it was like, I grieved my childhood. I grieved that I, my relationship with my parents would never be the same. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I loved, I was so excited to be married and we had a great, you know, marriage really early on and so it but it was still grieving my son just went to college I'm so excited for him but that's also a type mm -hmm. of a loss so um I think the in the book the poems lend itself to all types of grief and they were written in real time so they weren't it wasn't like I went back and tried to relive a moment I wrote them as they happened so it was written over a period of five to six years of just processing grief. Mm -hmm. So in the book description here, you say grief can feel so lonely. You're not alone. After her father died, Lena found healing and sharing her story with others walking through loss. Now in a debut, a debut, ugh, debut collection of poetry, Chasing Time candidly explores the grief journey through the eyes of a woman who understands the pain, the sorrow, and the healing that accompanies loss. When you lose someone you love, your life has changed forever. Life seems so different, empty. Even the good memories are plagued with sadness, knowing you can't make any new memories with them. Will you walk through grief with me? I can't promise joy. You won't find empty platitudes. You will find honesty, solidarity, and understanding that's beautiful thank you and it's true your life yeah. has changed forever life seems so different and empty that emptiness you know um just that loss and that emptiness and we know when we know scripture we know that the love of christ like he wants to fill that gap but he also allows us the time to heal Right. He doesn't want us to forget. He wants yeah. us to, he just wants to replace so we don't hurt for a long time because that's what he does. He wants to heal. And, um, you know, as time goes on, even though it's been years, right? Right. It, it's been what, six, seven years now almost. And it's, it's still hard because you wake up and you still remember certain things and there's still that empty place. And, you know, so there's a lot of people that I'm sure listening that either have just lost someone, the holidays trigger, you know, that, that word trigger, I know might be harsh, but it, it's what it does. Sometimes the holiday season brings on more sadness and time of grief because we're recalling and remembering and wanting it to be a joyous time, but we're missing people that we love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was wrapping presents 
um, a couple years after my dad, it was the second Christmas without my dad and I was wrapping Christmas presents and I actually wrote a poem about that. I can read it if you'd like. Sure. This is called The Box. A simple word written in the corner of a box. My brother's name and my dad's handwriting. It conjures up images of love, sacrifice, service, detail, time. The box is probably four years old, sitting in a closet, tucked away until it was needed. This is only our second Christmas without my dad. It's almost harder this year. I hadn't thought about him too much. But then early in the morning, as I'm wrapping my last minute gifts, this box grabs my attention. With a small handwritten word, memories flood into my mind. They've been tucked away until they were needed. I'm reminded of my dad's knack for finding the perfect gift. My dad was a giver of his resources and time. I begrudgingly shopped this year, waited until two days before Christmas. I complained, I was tired, irritated, worried I was spending too much money. Did I mention I hate shopping? But as Christmas morning draws near, this box with my dad's handwriting brings me a sense of peace. My daddy had a giving heart. This box reminds me of the time I had with him. Give the gift, be thankful for another day, spoil the ones you love with your money and with your time. Time, that's what I wish I had most with my dad, more time. It's silly, I can't throw away this box. It doesn't feel right to use it to wrap a gift. So I'm putting it back where it belongs, tucked away until it is needed. Wow. That's powerful as as you were reading that's beautiful, Lena. But thank you. You know, even though we're just finishing Christmas and that it was a Christmas box, I was thinking about birthdays and people that oh, yeah. have, you know, bring out a birthday box or you know, maybe we go through that. I know the whole stress of shopping for Christmas. It's it's overwhelming, especially the way the economy is today. You want to be able right. to do so much and you can't. So then you know, there's so many emotions that go with it. And, and, and if we could just bring it back to the basics of what Christmas was for, you know, the birth of our Savior and right. not worry so much about all the other stuff, you know, but, but it's just like you had spoken about early about just the Western culture and how we have become, you know, and just it, a rush, rush, rush. It's just a rush, rush, rush. And then we go through things and then things will just hit us in the face hard, you know, like, whoa, what's going on, you know? And, and wow, that was beautiful. That was Thank beautiful. You. And so I imagine, Lena, that you're still writing. Yeah, uh, I, I people keep asking, when is your next book coming out? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, let me get through some of this first. Um, I, I probably have about five books written on my phone. Everything I did is on my phone. Okay. I write in the notes section of the phone uh, just because you know I used to keep all these different journals and I'd have papers everywhere or write on a napkin or a random piece of paper yep. and I couldn't keep track of it so I started writing in the notes section of my phone and cha game changer um, so I literally wrote the whole book 
on my phone. Wow. And then, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then when I actually, what, what started to happen is I would have friends that uh, were looking at my manuscript and I would just send them pieces and they're like, can you please put this in like a, like a real form format for me? <laughs> so I had to email myself the notes and then I would copy and paste into a word document. And yep. so that was, I mean, that's a process in and of itself, Yes, it is. but um, yeah. So writing on the phone changed my life. <laughs> there you go. So those of you that are thinking, you know, I don't have time or I've got this idea. And then if you forget things like I do all the time, right. <laughs> just write on your phone and use that. That's one creative way I wrote in books, but then we didn't have a lot of phones that we used back then. I didn't have all the fancy things that, you know, the world has today. And so I, I just kind of wrote a lot. Um, I, we were talking the other day, I remember typing my papers for school, you know. I was, typed my papers in college. Yeah, some people I, don't my even first, know. My what freshman I, year, I was typing. Don't even know what a type, and I was excited if I had autocorrection tape on a typewriter. I was like, oh my God, this is like the coolest thing ever. Now we have computers. I mean, they don't, they, nobody knows, understands whiteout these days. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I just as a as I guess a word of encouragement to those of you that are listening and you're thinking like, you know, I'd really like to put my things in, in book form and it's not that difficult. It's it seems overwhelming and yes there's a lot of steps to it. But just pursue it. Just ask God to send you the right people and pursue it. Um the whole writing journey once you got it into format and then people seeing what you have and you put it together you know because then you have to find the book cover and you have to find out right like publishing and how that all works um how long did it take you from when you decided okay we're putting this into a manuscript and we're going to get it into a book well that's like kind of a two-part question there uh for me <laughs> we so there was a poetry contest nice. uh, they're called they're called chat books and they're shorter so like not the length of my book now but it was uh you know a, about 150 pages or or less and so i had put a, together a group of poems and this was about two and a half years after my dad had passed so not all of the poems were written yet and I put it into a format and it's actually the first 11 poems in the book and nothing came of it. I didn't win the contest. Um, but I was like, okay, well, I have these 11 poems that are in a book format. We'll just put that to the side. And I was reading a book a couple of years ago and it was by Hosanna Wong and she's a poet, yes. spoken word artist. Yep. And her style is really similar to mine. Mm -hmm. So I looked on the back of the book and I said, oh, who publishes her? And it was Westbo Press. Yep. So I called Westbo Press and they called me back and we had a great conversation. And I have some friends that are in the publishing industry and I, I talked to them because I, I had no clue. I don't have any idea of how much it costs mm -hmm. to make a book. And so thankfully I had some very dear friends that we're like, you know what, that's actually a pretty good deal because they're going to walk you through the process yep. and you are not going to have to figure things out. 
and it's going to be less frustrating for you. Uh, so I, I, I went ahead and signed with them and it is like self-publishing. So you do front the money and then they take care of all of the details. So that started, let's see, 2022. Okay. I called them in February of 2022. And I was like, oh, I'll be done in April. (laughs) 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 Because I was like, I'm already done with my book, right? (laughs) All I got to do is send it in. And then they had this thing where you have to write up the back cover description. Yep. And you have to do a bio. Yep. And you have to do all these things. And I was like, oh, man. Okay, well. (laughs) So I wasn't even done with the bio and the back cover until April. And then I started thinking, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to spend this money, I'm going to do the book. Like, we're not going to do just these first 11 poems. I have way more poems that I've written. So I started to really kind of pray about and, and think about what, how many poems, because I have a lot, how many poems did I want to write? And um, I was turning 45 uh, that year, and my dad was 45 when he moved us to Maui, Okay, which was a big change. And my dad was born in 1945. So I was like, 45 poems, that's the number. So I found the 45 poems and I thought, you know what? I'm going to put pictures in this thing. Why not? Let's put some pictures in here. You paid the price. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all in all, once so February of 2022 was when I started the process and I submitted the book at July July 7th of 2023. So that is the process for the actual book. But like I said, the poems started some of the poems were written in 2016. Right, right. Before my dad passed. Right. Wow, so. that's amazing. <laughs> and so they were pretty good about helping you through this whole process? Yeah, they 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 really just kind of, it's a, it has a little guide, little PDF document that kind of tells you all the things you have to do with little check boxes, right? And then they asked me about the cover because that's another thing, you know, that's another piece. Mm-hmm. So I sent them a picture of, it's a picture of the beach where my dad prayed every morning in Hawaii. And I took it on my phone uh, when my mom and I went for the memorial service in 2017. And I thought, you know, I just, I feel like this would be a really beautiful cover. And then they did the the art for it nice and when i got the proof for it i just i sobbed because <laughs> i was mm-hmm. like this is so beautiful mm-hmm. they just there's clouds at the top and chasing time is written in white and i think i sent you a picture of it and um i thought you know this is really beautiful that the beach that my dad prayed for me on for god to fulfill so many dreams it's now on the cover of a book yeah it's powerful and they do some amazing work you know and i believe that so many gifted people that are out there so grateful for gifts and talents that the lord pours out you know on his people because this book is you know 
all of this has already been within you and, and just the gift of creativity, you know, I mean, look how creative our Lord was, right? He created right. everything that we have and he pours out his creativity. And, and I strongly believe there's so many, you know, Christians and children of God that are walking in the faith that have such creativity, which is why he gave me blossoms of my life and and what this uh, show is about is just to have people share what they're doing in the kingdom yeah. because it's powerful yeah and i think i think particularly in the church it's really hard um for for creatives yes to find their place yes um and i i think it's just a just waiting, you know, for God to open those doors. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you, you kind of give up hope, but I really feel like there's such an anointing on people who have uh, creativity within them, whether it be art or yes. singing or music or dance mm -hmm. or theater and, you know, just trying to find their place where, they're reaching people within the body of Christ, yep. but also it's such a powerful tool to reach people who are not, exactly. you know, in the body of Christ who are um, maybe not even seeking the Lord, but they will listen to a story. Yes. They will hear a story and, and they'll meet Jesus through your story. And I mean, that's what, that's what a testimony is, right? right. So it's, it's your story of, what God is doing in your life. And it doesn't have to be super Christian sounding, right? It can just right. sound like how you talk and how you just live your life. Right. Um, because he, I, he flows through but, us. So he's going to be in every part of it. Right. Right. And I was just thinking about, you know, when you're asking me about this process, I had no idea that this picture that I took on my phone in 2017 was going to be the cover of a book. But I had did. no idea that mm -hmm. something I wrote just to grieve and process my own, you know, journey w was going to be for somebody else. I didn't know that, but God, like, I love that when he takes all the little puzzle pieces and he puts them together mm -hmm. so that it's a picture, you know, it's a full picture. And he already knew the whole picture from the beginning. Yep. But if he gave it to us, we would be overwhelmed. Yeah, we'd be we like, oh my gosh. We would say, yeah, no way. <laughs> I, can't, I can't write that bio and back cover and all that. What right. are you thinking? I right, can't, I can't right. make that phone call or I, I don't have that money. Or, you know, we would right, think of right. all these different excuses. <laughs> yeah. um, so he just gives us a little piece and he allows all of these things that are happening to kind of all come together. So I really. It was, it was a really beautiful process for me to to watch that happen. And and I was a part of it the whole time, and I didn't know it. <laughs> right, because you don't. And, you know, it's also part of your healing because being able oh. to do this, your grief and what you've done is going to help to heal others because that's what our testimony is for to be yes. able to lead others to that place like i can tell you this is what this feels like here's something that might help you and the lord right. knows that that's how he's going to use our work 
that's the creative part you know that's how he does it and i i know i love every part of it too lena it's it's beautiful and i love everything that's um you know that you've written that the little bit that i've read and then what you just read i mean it's going to be perfect for the people that need to hear it and um we're getting close to that end how do people get a hold of you lena well i'm on facebook as lena morocco Pelaskis author that's a mouthful <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm on instagram as lena paul author l-e-n-a p-a-u-l author like author of a book and you can link to my facebook from there it's a little, a little easier if you go to instagram first okay and then your books are on amazon yeah my books are pretty much anywhere you can buy a book online they're on amazon Barnes and noble apple books google kobo there uh e there's an ebook version available there's hardcover and softcover um, I'm, I'm in other countries. I, I, I don't know how many different ones, but I, I've looked them up in Australia. I found them in England. Praise so the Lord. yeah, I'm pretty much where you can buy it. And you know, you can always reach out to me and I'll get a coffee to you. So that, that would be send me a message on Instagram. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today, Lena, and just sharing your heart and sharing this amazing work that you have and i just i just pray success in everything that you're doing and i look forward to more you know finding out that you have another book soon but audience i hope that someone out there that lena's story has touched that touched you and that um you know you can reach out to her and she'd probably answer any questions you might have whether it's about grief what you're going through maybe you need prayer Maybe you just want to ask her how she did it. You know, how did she get all this into a book? I'm sure she'd be willing to help you because that's part of what we do too in the kingdom. Yes. So um, thank you. Do you have any last minute words before I have you close us out in prayer? Well, I just wanted to thank you for having me on here. Oh, it was really um, just a beautiful time of sharing. And I really appreciate what you're doing for the body of Christ and for creatives and connecting people uh, to the resources that they need. And yeah, I just, I, I really want to let people know that the Lord is with you. You know, the, the word says that he is near to the brokenhearted and um, he's a big God. He can take all of your feelings the 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 really hard ones the the anger the questions um your doubt he's not afraid of any of that and he's really big and the word says that all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe get properly fixed and fit together all because of him and that's in colossians but he's he's a big god and he's not afraid of your questions Praise the Lord. Thank you for that. Would you close us out in prayer, Lena? For sure. God, we just come to you today and we are so grateful for this time to just, you know, honor you and to make your name known. And we thank you for the gifts and the talents that you've put within us and put within uh, all of the people listening. God, I just pray that this would be an encouragement to those listening that they would um, have hope in 
telling their story and that you want to use them, that you want to use the gifts and talents that you've given them, that you want to make a way for them to be heard and to be seen. And so we pray for those creatives that are listening that maybe are discouraged. God, we ask that you would encourage them and that you would um, just guide them to the right people and places and that you would continue to let creativity be birthed um, through them. And Lord, we also pray for those who are grieving, those who are hurting lord and we ask that you would just be near to them and that you bring them a sense of peace and that you would comfort them and we thank you that your presence is with us always in jesus name amen amen and amen thank you so much lena yes thank you ramona Thank you for listening to this edition of Blossoms of My Life Radio. This program is listener-supported. Blossoms of My Life Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To contact Ramona regarding donations, sharing your God story, or requests about her book, you can write to Ramona. Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. That's P.O. Box 22731. Bakersfield, California, 93390. Her website is the letter I, the letter M, dauntless.org. That's iamdauntless.org. Her email is ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. That's ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and through listeners like you. And in closing, we just want to remind you to remember to see and be a blossom in someone's life.